It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today, as it has been confirmed. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of the last decade. I'll put a little asterisk on that and say of all time. Uh, Dubs come out with new unis that are fire. And we get to hear from Mike Dunleavy Jr. A little bit about uh, how he got his new position as assistant GM. And uh, spending that first seven hours of free agency with Bob Myers and all the craziness that accompanied. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, I'm your host. What's good? Another good one for you today as ESPN came out with the best shooters of the last decade article. And it's good. It's it's a good one. Uh, Steph, obviously, I mean, come on. Where, where, where do you think he ranks? He's number one. And like I said, I'll... I'll change it up to him being number one all time, but you know that that's we'll wait for my <laughs> best shooters uh, article to come out, and then you know we'll make that make that adjustment. Clay obviously high up on there as well, but we'll get to those in just a second. Uh, Warriors come out with brand new unis as well that are just mwah, chef's kiss. They are they're they're gorgeous. Maybe I'm in the bag for the Warriors, and just you know they could come out with a turd brown jersey and i would still love it i I don't think so i think i'm pretty pretty good when it comes to the the unis you know everything else i'm completely biased no i'm just kidding maybe not but (laughs) the new unis are dope and then we also hear from mike dunleavy jr just about him becoming assistant gm and uh, he kind of details those those first couple hours of free agency uh that he was with bob myers the entire time and uh, if you don't know the the first couple hours consisted of trying to re-sign Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant saying he's leaving for Brooklyn. Uh, figuring out that you could probably get D'Angelo Russell from Brooklyn in a signing trade. Also learning you might have to throw in a first-round pick to get him. Blah, 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 blah. So we will get to that in a little bit. But let's start with the greatest shooters of the last decade because it's a good article. I suggest you all go check it out. It's on ESPN. It's interesting. Uh, the way they do it, they're using shot charts and second spectrum data, etc. So it's not it's not uh, subjective. You know, it's a very objective list. And uh, I'm not going to give you all the stats, but I suggest you all go check it out just because they have his shot chart up. It's it's ridiculous, man. I think, or maybe I do. I don't know if anyone else does, but just what he does and what we get to see 82 times a year or you know, closer to 100 with the playoffs, is it's not normal. (laughs) And I think we normalize it because we get to see it so much. He's so damn good. Uh, 
just from all throughout the arc. I mean, just everywhere. Nothing. Where, where's his lowest shooting percentage? 42% from uh, straight on three-point shots. Everything else is higher than that. From the wings, the corners, uh, mid-range, in the key. He's just... Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, and I think he just needs to be reminded sometimes. Uh, in the 2010, so they are sticking to this decade, though. Uh, since 2010, or in the 2010s, whatever, Curry has made... Excuse me, James Harden has made 2,025 threes. Which ranks second in the NBA. Steph is number one and has hit 458 more threes than James Harden. James Harden did it while shooting 36.5% from three. Very respectable. Steph Curry did it while shooting 43.6%. If you want to talk about efficiency. Steph Curry is hands down the best shooter that ever lived. And as we all know, Steph takes tough shots. These aren't just wide open threes, but there's actually data to back that up. Via second spectrum, only four players have taken more difficult attempts when accounting for shot quality and defender distance. The gap between Curry's expected effective field goal percentage, which was 49.6, so that's what was expected, and his actual effective field goal percentage, 64 on threes, is greater than any other player's. So because of the difficulty of shots he takes, it's expected that his effective field goal percentage is 49.6. What it actually was is 64 because he's that damn good. I suggest you all go check this out. The shot chart is insane. There's also a top scores by zone chart where Curry dominates basically every single zone. Uh, I would just suggest you all check check out the article because it's uh, some nice praise for a guy who uh, I think deserves it. Now, here's some of the other ones that I want to get to. KD came in at second, which makes sense because it's an all-around shooting uh, list, not just distance. LeBron comes in third, which also makes sense because of how good he is around the rim. And he's ridiculous. He's shooting 70% inside the key. So that's one that... It makes sense. It's all around shooting, like I said. And then Clay Thompson comes in at a very respectable fourth. Uh, I still, this is where my bias probably shows up. I have him second. I think he's the second best shooter of all time. But you see his numbers dip a little bit uh, inside the arc. And not to bad numbers or anything like that. It's just that's where some of the dominance of guys like Kevin Durant and LeBron shows up and Clay's doesn't. But Clay, again, Three-point shooting out of this world. Some of his mid-range is still ridiculous. Uh, Around the hoop, it's funny, 59%, which is good. But just remembering Clay's struggles from early in his career, you know. And the other thing is, when I mentioned Steph and Harden's three-point totals, Clay is behind them, but that's because he came in the league two years behind them. And now this injury is going to slow it down. So if you do it as far as games played... Harden's at 2,025 right now. 2,025 made threes at 36.5% in 765 career games played. Clay Thompson has 1,798 made threes at just under 42%, 41.9, in 615 games played. So that's a difference of 427 threes 
in 150 less games. Clay Thompson averages about 75 games a year that he plays. So he doesn't, you know, that that's the average of his eight years in the league, 75 games a year. Throughout those uh, seasons, he averages 224 threes. So when he hits 765 games played, by the averages, he'll have obliterated uh, James Harden's three-point total within that same amount of time of games played, within that same amount of time of their NBA careers. I'm just saying Steph and Clay are the greatest shooters of all time, and I think the numbers show that. Now, according to... This article, Kevin Durant is the second best shooter of the last decade, and the Warriors lost him this last offseason. Mike Dunleavy was there for it, uh, for all of it, and he spoke to Anthony Slater of The Athletic, and there were some interesting things that came from that. That's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. But first, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now for 20% off of your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at MacWeldon.com. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh. Going right from launch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen voice capabilities keep Teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Psst, you have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com surface. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Just finished talking about an ESPN article uh, detailing the best shooters over the last decade. Steph, obviously, number one. Clay came in at four. Some interesting stuff as far as Clay's shooting's concerned. Um, and, you know, trying to match up with Steph and Harden because he's been a couple years behind them in the league. Anyways, go check out the article. Uh, one thing I was thinking of recently, and it's pretty random, but just a little tidbit here, you know, the drama surrounding the Warriors, the quote unquote drama that, you know, the, the first takers and the, the debate shows love to drum up was so overblown compared to what we see in other places. I'm, I'm personally a uh, Oakland Raiders fan. And the Antonio Brown stuff that just happened is a hundred times worse than any of the stuff that actually happened with the Warriors. You know, all the stuff with the Warriors was so overblown. I mean, the Antonio Brown stuff matches up more with the Steven Jackson stuff, with the Monte Ellis stuff of, you know, 10, 12 years ago when... Monte Ellis signs his new deal and then crashes a moped. Steven Jackson demands a max deal 
before and as soon as he gets it, then demands a trade. Like that stuff was so much worse than anything that happened with Kevin Durant or Draymond or any of these other guys over the last couple of years. I guess you could say that the final suspension is the one. That's the one that I will concede. Everything else was just drummed up BS, uh, especially after seeing the Antonio Brown stuff and like very similar to the Jimmy Butler stuff. Like that, that was terrible. The KD stuff was, I mean, the KD experiment, whatever the KD time here, it worked. They won two out of three championships, would have won a third if they were healthy. Like it worked. So whatever drama people tried to drum up around the team and around Kevin Durant was uh, BS. It might have been there, but it wasn't as big a deal as people made it. So with that being said, Mike Dunleavy Jr., I got to keep throwing the junior in there. I always forget. Was recently promoted to assistant GM. And, you know, I've talked about the Lakobs being within the organization and just how I feel about it. And I think they pay their dues. Obviously, they have a foot in the door because their dad owns the team. But I, you know, I feel like they've done it about as well as you can being the son of the owner, you know, working, working within the team. They weren't just given these jobs immediately. They, they started at low level spots. And the reason I bring that up is because Mike Dunleavy's only been around the team for a year and now he's the assistant GM. Now the thing is, and why I kind of compare it to the Lakobs is Regardless of whether it's nepotism with the Lakobs or whatever you want to call it with Dunleavy, the NBA is, these are tight circles. These aren't, um, I don't know. I don't want to say it's unfair that Dunleavy got this job because who says he's not qualified and won't do a great job, but that's Bob Meyer's guy. He's been working with him the last year. He likes him. He trusts him. And that's part of why he got the role that he did. And that these reasons aren't concrete reasons why he'll be successful, but Bob Myers is making the hires. That's who he wants. That's who he got. And I, you know, it may come off like I'm, I'm against uh, this hire. I'm not at all. I'm just, some of this was interesting when we got the, the, the press release a week ago or two weeks ago when it was, you know, Mike Dunleavy, assistant GM, who's been here a year. So I'm trying to just explain it a little bit. But either way, Dunleavy is the assistant GM, and he was with Bob Myers during that first seven, eight hours of of free agency where everything went crazy. But let's start at the beginning with Mike Dunleavy. Well, not the real beginning. He played, you know, what, 100 years in the NBA. His dad's a uh, current coach of Tulane, uh, still coaching, is Mike Dunleavy Sr. And Mike, after he retired, took a year off from basketball and then thought, he wanted to get back into it, so he took a uh, regional scouting gig with the Warriors where he would scout uh, on the East Coast, basically. Uh, he lives in New York and uh, didn't want to travel a ton or anything like that. And so he did some work for the Warriors as a scout last year. Bob Myers uh, had to be in New York to meet with Kevin Durant uh, for the beginning of free agency and see you know, what, what KD wanted to do. And so Bob called Mike and said, you know, be ready because probably going to need you at some point. 
if Kevin Durant leaves, we're definitely going to need you because we're going to be scrambling. So Kevin Durant tells Bob that he is going to be leaving the the Warriors for the Knicks. And that irked the Knicks. Jesus, I can't believe I said that. The Warriors for the Nets. And that opened up the D'Angelo Russell trade. Signed in trade, excuse me. And Bob knew that KD was leaving, you know, hours before anyone else did, which kudos to Bob Myers. Not that, you know, I don't know why he would have leaked it. Maybe just to be petty, but uh, kudos to him. And the thing is, too, it's like, well, why would he? Well, I don't know. We've just seen stuff like that before. So good on Bob to not, you know, ruin KD's chance to get the boardroom a bunch more Instagram followers or whatever the hell the deal was. Um, just a, a, a good move on Bob Myers that again, I think the Warriors look at every single thing they do as being watched by potential free agents, potential, uh, guys that would play for their team and want everything to be on the up and up when it comes to them. So Bob knew that Kevin Durant was leaving before, you know, hours before the, the announcement. So it gave him and Mike a, a little leg up on trying to figure out the D'Angelo Russell trade. And once the Warriors decided they would do it, Mike Dunleavy obviously spent uh, a lot of his time scouting D'Angelo Russell and watching the Nets this year. Saw him probably, you know, somewhere between 10, 20 times this season live, you know, spending all day watching him uh, warm up, get ready for the game, how he actually plays, how he interacts, all that stuff. And Mike had some great intel on, uh, D'Angelo Russell, as far as what he had gotten better at, what his weaknesses are, etc. Um, a lot of other people involved as well, you know, cap specialists, uh, analytics specialists, all that stuff. Uh, but once they decided that they were going to try and pull the trigger, you know, obviously they had to get Brooklyn to okay it, but then they wanted some compensation for it, and then they had to figure out what to do with Andre Guadalla, and that they would be hard-capped, and yada, yada, yada. Now... This is where it got crazy. It was Bob Myers and Mike Dunleavy in a hotel room uh, in New York trying to figure out how to make this happen. On the phones, you know, Mike's talking to one GM, Bob's on the phone with another GM, they're passing notes back and forth. Uh, one of the funny things is he said, you know, for today's day and age, it was a very low-tech situation uh, because we were stuck in New York <laughs> just in a hotel room with a couple of phone lines and not, you know, at our home base and in San Francisco, uh, working the phones and having our whole team there. So one of the great lines in the story is as they're going at it, it's, you know, one, two in the morning, Bob Myers looks up at Mike Dunleavy and, you know, are you sure this is what you want to do? This is, this is the job. Are you sure this is what you want to do? And Mike just says, absolutely. He's all in, he's ready to go. And so it's interesting look at how it all went about and the fact that you know, they were, that Bob was in New York, and so was Mike, obviously, because he lived there, was a little bit of a setback. I mean, not a setback. It just made it harder for them to do their work because they were there for Kevin Durant. And once they got the news, it's not like they had five hours to fly back to the Bay to, you know, get to their offices and figure it out. But again, if you have a chance to re-sign Kevin Durant, you're going to New York and you're going to try and re-sign Kevin Durant. So... Interesting article. It also talks about their history where Bob uh, was Mike Dunleavy's agent. Uh, They're close in age. Mike Dunleavy is committed to this. This is what he wants now. He, 
you know, after the year off and then the year kind of just scouting, he is fully committed to this. You know, it's been his life. Basketball's been his life forever. And not just because he played it, because his dad coached it his entire life. And now Mike's getting back into it. So it's interesting. It's intriguing. And I just like the fact that they're getting another front office voice um, who can help Bob do this stuff. You know, Mike also part of the article was he he scouted a lot of Villanova, a lot of Eric Paschal and got to see Jordan Poole a lot as well. So even though he wasn't the deciding voice and wasn't the only person scouting these guys either, he had uh, the had info and had his voice be heard that, you know, these guys are solid. We like these guys. So interesting article on The Athletic. I think you should all go check it out. Mike Dunleavy Jr., the newest assistant GM for the Golden State Warriors. And it's not a bad role when you look at where Travis Schlenk is now. Uh, Jerry West was never assistant GM, and Jerry West is just a legend. So, I mean, it's not as if that elevated him or anything. But a good spot for him to be in uh, for Mike Dunleavy Jr. He, I know I mentioned he lives in New York. He is obviously moving out to the Bay because he's going to be working uh, full-time plus for the Warriors. So it'll be interesting to see him around. And uh, it, it's a good spot because he's going to be learning from Bob Myers. And that's the other thing, too, that I want to say before we move on is even though I brought up the Lakeubs and I brought up Dunleavy, all these guys getting, you know, getting elevated pretty quick, I guess you could say. It only matters when it affects the Warriors. And Bob Myers is still running the show. That's the main thing that makes it fine is even though Dunleavy got elevated to assistant GM after one year being a regional scout and Kirk Lakeup is now uh, executive vice president of basketball operations and Kent Lakeup is director of player development. You know, they all have these fancy titles. The bottom line is it's still Bob Meyer's show and that's why everything is just fine. There is nothing wrong with any of it. As long as Bob Myers is still there running the show, then all this is kind of a moot point. But still a point that needs to be made. I don't know how much say Bob Myers has in the uniforms that the Warriors wear, but they came out with some new ones that are pretty dope. going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host. Charles T. Hamilton just talked about Mike Dunleavy Jr. becoming the assistant GM of the Golden State Warriors. And an interesting story that goes with it uh, on The Athletic. I suggest you all go check it out. It's 
It's interesting. And it touches on the relationship between Bob Myers and Mike Dunleavy Jr. and just how we got to where we are with them uh, right now as they're going to be working very closely together. And, I mean, Mike Dunleavy Jr., <laughs> Bob Myers, and Steve Kerr, they're going to be the three best friends that anybody could have. They're just bringing in a new tall, good-looking, you know, former NBA player to their group. No big deal. Just the three best friends anyone could have. That's that's going to be the new group. You know it is. Uh, the Warriors came out with, geez, what is it, six new jerseys today that there's no huge changes on any of them. You know, they're not all of a sudden wearing brown unis or anything. But they came out with the Association Edition, uh, which has the team's global symbol, and there's the ones that say the city, they've got the town, uh, they've also got the Bay Statement Edition that are actually pretty clean, uh, which just says the Bay on it. They they're all have their, their little tweaks. Like I said, none of them too crazy, but the San Francisco Classics are pretty clean. I can't lie. They're white with yellow San Francisco. Uh, they've got some, some coloration around the, the sleeves and stuff. It, they're pretty dope. They're pretty dope. I can't lie. And maybe I'm just in the bag for the Warriors, but I don't buy many jerseys. I might cop a a San Francisco one. One other clothing update (laughs) uh, that came out recently was Steph has a new Under Armour golf apparel line, which not that I thought he already had, but it just would have made sense for him to already have it. You know what I mean? So shout out to Steph. All the stuff is clean. It looks good. It's uh, you know, got a little swag to it compared to other golf apparel lines. But it just, I mean, that makes so much sense for Steph to have a golf apparel line. Why, why didn't he have one five years ago? You know, why didn't he? Why didn't he have one after the unanimous MVP season? Um, but whatever. I'm not running Under Armour. I probably should, but you know. <laughs> but it's clean. If you any golfers out there, I suggest you go check it out. Um, but yeah, it just makes so much sense. How would he, how would he not? And quick shout out, congratulations to Seth Curry, brother of stuff. I've mentioned how irrationally invested I am in Seth's career, uh, just because he started with the Warriors and is obviously Steph's brother. Uh, him and Callie Rivers got married this weekend, uh, the daughter of Doc Rivers. So this just, this NBA family of the Currys is just expanding <laughs> exponentially. Uh, but congrats to them. Hopefully the Warriors beat both of them. Can in both of them, I mean the Mavs, because that's where Seth is, and then the Clippers, because that's where Callie's dad, Doc, coaches. But congrats. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back later this week with more Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. And together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? 
We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.